Good morning, Delaware. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that you just had all the turkey you could possibly eat and that you've slept it off now. I hope that all the bowl games or all the uh, football games, rather, went the way you wanted them to. Um, And uh, I just generally hope you're having a good day today. If you're stuck in a line at a store right now and you have your headphones on because you're listening on on the TuneIn app, that's cool. Uh, Whatever it is, know that the library is open today and that we are delighted to have you with us. And today we have with us not Nicole, but instead my other co-host, the the always unpredictable Molly Myers-Lebedi. Good morning, Molly. Good morning, George. (laughs) How the heck are you? Uh, A little sore from the flying feather on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you do those sorts of things. I I regret them the second I wake up and the alarm clock goes off. Have fun while I'm in the middle of them and later regret them again when I hurt. (laughs) There is a lot to be said for being sedentary. (laughs) Every time until I sign up, I once did a half marathon without like actually prepping for it. Oh, that was I will never do that again. (laughs) Good. Yeah. yeah. We do learn from our mistakes, don't we? We do. (laughs) Our guest today is Joe O'Rourke, who is the adult services and collections coordinator for the Delaware County District Library. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, George. Joe is a a familiar face. If you use the Delaware Library as on our adult services desk, works with our uh, Delaware County Genealogical Society and just generally manages the collections. And we'll talk what, about what that means in the second half of the show. But Molly, uh, what are you reading, listening to, binging? Well, I know what you're binging on, but you don't want to talk about that yet. Well, I will give a little warm up to it because if you don't know, on Tuesday, Go Tell the Bees, book nine of Outlander by Diana Gabaldon came out. I wish so, I could get excited about this. I mean, it just you're just so mellow about it. I'm so mellow, I know. <laughs> the night before, I prepped by watching her interview. For all of us who got, I got the free tickets to watch her talk about it. Um, we found out very important information, like Outlander season six will be released on March 6th. Everybody get ready for your binge. And I will be here on December 10th talking about what I think of the book. So I have 49 hours to listen before I will tell you anything about Go Tell the Bees. 49 hours. 49 hours. And I I turned it, I normally listen at a 1.3 speed. I turned it down to the one so I can enjoy every second of it. Now, I don't know where Lloyd's going to be living for the next few weeks because (laughs) there will be nothing but Go Tell the Bees when I'm not at work. The Declaration of Independence, I'm sorry, the uh, Gettysburg Address took Lincoln two minutes and 35 seconds, I believe. He had too many editors. We could have gotten so much more. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, what what are you going to talk about today? Well, I am going to talk about a book I just finished called called The Farm by Joanne Ramos. This is a debut novel that came out. Um, This is a really interesting book. It starts with the story of Jane, though we are going to meet a lot of other characters. And Jane is trying to make it. She has a daughter, and she's trying to make it in the nanny business. But things keep getting harder and harder, and her clients don't always trust her, and she finds herself in trouble needing to support her child. Well, she finds out about The Farm, which sounds great. It's like going to a spa for nine months. You get all of your food selected for you. You can, you know, walk around beautiful grounds, but you're also a surrogate for somebody else's child. Uh, I thought that nine months sounded familiar. Uh, Yes, that nine months where you can't leave the grounds. And with a daughter on the outside with an aunt and not knowing what's really going on, 
the luxury starts to feel less luxurious. Plus, they have Fitbits on to tell their health, but it also lets the people at the farm know where they are at all times. As the story goes on, you start to see some real struggles between the people living there. Many are immigrants, uh, mainly from the Philippines. There's also some... um, people who are trying to move up because you get paid so much for this. And you also have the elite uh, surrogates who are worth quite a bit of money and have degrees from places like Harvard and Yale. There aren't very many of those. And the dynamics of this book just get more and more interesting. So I have to say The Farm, I don't want to give anything away of what's going to happen, but The Farm by Joanna Ramis, this is a really great First run at a book, Um, you know, it's not perfect. Any new novelist is still learning their art, but I think she got pretty close on this first go at it. Did you listen to it or read it? Oh, I listened. Do you you remember who the narrator was? Was I do not. Okay, I just thought maybe. But I did get it through the library's app, so you can get that by going to Delaware Libraries. Great. (laughs) Okay, Joe, what are you reading? I'm uh, about halfway through a book. Uh, It's not a new book by any means. I think it's probably 10 years old or older, but... I came across it when I was browsing the shelves one day, and that, that's one of my favorite ways to, to find something to read. It's called A Time Traveler's Guide to Medieval England, Ooh. and it's um, um, set up as a uh, as a travel guide. So so the author writes in, it, in a, an informal, conversational tone, but he still packs a lot of information into the book, and it's clear he's done a lot of research, but it it kind of introduces the... Uh, the uh, 14th century to uh, to those to those in England that to those that are unfamiliar uh, what 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 did people do what was their daily life like uh, what did they wear what did they eat where did how did they get from one place to another and and it just for those of us accustomed to the modern world it's just it's just an eye opening uh, revelation to uh, to uh, the 1300s wow okay the, a time traveler's guide to medieval england medieval england that's oh you're really getting ready for the medieval fair this coming year huh <laughs> <laughs> so do you know who, do you remember who wrote it ian mortimer i believe is the author mm. and and, and i want to say he's done some some follow-ups uh uh the the time traveler's gimmick is is, is kind of common if you browse the history shelves uh <laughs> i think the same author has done maybe something on victorian england as well but uh, uh the one i'm reading is uh medieval england that sounds really good yeah Excellent. So this week I didn't actually read a book. Uh, instead, I I did a lot of theater this weekend, this previous <laughs> weekend. Joyce and I went to see um, um, Hades Town yes. on Friday night. But on Saturday night, we went to Red Herring Theater down in the south end of Columbus uh, to see a th- the Thanksgiving play. Now, the Thanksgiving play was written by Larissa Fastors, um, and she is a 2020 MacArthur Fellow. She's a writer, choreographer, co-founder of Indigenous Direction, the nation's leading consulting company for indigenous arts and audiences. And the Thanksgiving play, which she wrote a few years ago, is one of the top 10 most produced plays in America this season. And she's the first Native American playwright in the history of the American theater to be on that list. Um, She's also got another project called Native Nation, which is the largest indigenous theater production uh, company in the history of American theater with over 400 Native artists involved in productions working out of the uh, Arizona State University at Gamage. So fascinating play. Uh, Unfortunately, it closed last weekend, so you can't go see it. But if you get a chance to see it sometime, do it. And what that inspired me to think about was the fact that this is Native American Heritage Month. Yes, it is. Uh, It was first declared by President George H.W. Bush in 1990 uh, after 
there were before that there had been a Native American Awareness Week since 1976, which was uh, put into effect by legislation signed by President Ford. So prior to 1968, I never knew this, but prior to 1968, only nine novels by Native writers had been published in the United States. Wow. Since 19, it's only nine. Wow. Now that changed with the publication of a trailblazing Pulitzer Prize winning novel called House Made of Dawn by N. Scott Mamaday in 1968. And that sort of opened the floodgates to other Native authors. And I, I just pulled out a few Native authors I thought I would talk about today, um, mainly because I wanted to fa- focus on literary heritage here yes. uh, as opposed to art, since this is radio and you couldn't see the paintings <laughs> if I did talk about them. So um, I'm going to talk about just a few of the, the authors. First one I want to mention is Joseph Bruchek who wrote Code Talker. Oh, you know this. Oh, no, he's one of my all-time favorites. He writes some of the best children's scary books I've ever read. Yes. Ever, so, But he started in adult uh, material as well. Mm -hmm. His book called Code Talker, a novel about the Navajo Marines of World War II, was sort of the first discussion of the... Of the code talkers, they, those uh, the Navajos who had done the coding mm-hmm. that could not be deciphered by the Japanese during World War II and was more unbreakable than Enigma, which is the one that the Germans and the Japanese depended on, uh, which yes. we had broken, but they could not figure out Navajo. Uh, and so uh, it, this was the first real discussion of this in, 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 a, in a more public setting. So... Um, like you said, he's written a lot of children's material as well. He Just has one called author. Skeleton Man, one of the few books I could not read after dark. <laughs> and I, I mean, <laughs> I love a, a good book. horror. Oh, yes. Children like a little scary, too. Oh, of course they do, yeah. But based in real Native American mythology and told by someone from the culture, it was just, I just didn't always see the, the tor- corners turning. It was terrifying. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, couple of other authors, Joy Harjo, who is currently serving mm-hmm. her third term as Poet Laureate of the United States. Uh, she's a poet. She's a memorist, uh, memoirist, excuse me, musician, storyteller, uh, has a lot of her material is available on YouTube and in spoken word. So you can hear her poetry, which is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Louise Erdrich, uh, epic yes. novelist in the kind of E.M. Foster, Colleen McCullough style, but with kind of a postmodern, multi-narrator approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy Orange. Uh, I love Tommy Orange. Yes, he's going to be here next year. We've got mm-hmm. that all planned out. I think it's going to be in November. Uh, but uh, he's uh, he his introductory book, There, There, was the hit of 20, 2018. It's this great, it's almost like the Bridge of San Luis Rey or Rashomon, where it's all these people who are going to converge at a powwow yes. in Oakland and all of their different stories and how they interact. And, and it's just a, it's a, an a amazing novel. It's a great book club book, too. There's so many conversations that can come from that book. It really is a winner for that. And Tommy Orange, he's like Sherman Alexie. He focuses on the undertold stories of urban Indians. Yes. And I'm using the term Indians very specifically here because that's how Sherman Alexie refers to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherman Alexie has become really controversial. He There are some accusations of sexual harassment. Uh, in 2018, he's 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 made a very public apology, but is one of my favorite Native American Indian authors. He is just incredible. His uh, story, The Lone Ranger and Tonto Get Into a Fist Fight in Heaven, mm-hmm. is hysterically funny. But his classic short story, Breaking and, Breaking and Entering, yeah. if you've never heard it or read it, it is worth finding. Uh, we've got it available on CD through CLC. Um, B.D. Wong read it on the show Selected Shorts on Public Radio. It is this. It is a, an amazing story of how 
racial and sex, sex stereotypes and all these things come together in a moment of violence. And B.D. Wong, who does the reading, is, well, if you know him from uh, either um, uh, Law and Order, he played the psychiatrist mm -hmm. on Law and Order for many years. He was in one of my favorite holiday movies, The Ref. Uh, and he's just an incredible actor, and he does this amazing job reading that story. But So anyway, there is a rich tradition of Native American, Indigenous, Indian, however you want to refer to it, uh, literature. And all of the th authors I've been talking about and many, many others are available at the library and through CLC. Mm -hmm. So check it out, not only during Native American Heritage Month, but throughout the year. Absolutely. We are going to take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about collection development. We're going to talk about the winter reading program and a whole lot else with Joe O'Rourke. So stay tuned. And welcome back to our turkey hangover edition of <laughs> Off the Shelf. <laughs> we're going to enjoy those leftovers today, I hope. Mm, uh, corn pudding. Corn pudding. Mm, that's, yummy! That Family good. recipe of corn pudding. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, we ate at my daughter's house, so we didn't get any leftovers. Mm-hmm. So I get to take back what is left of what I make. So deviled eggs, cheesy grits, and corn pudding. That all sounds delicious. Oh, I'm a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> we, I'm surrounded by them. Joyce is a good cook. Her daughter's a good cook. Her son-in-law's a good. Our son-in-law's a good cook. I I can boil water. Um, so <laughs> I don't believe that's all. <laughs> anyway, we're here with Joe O'Rourke. Joe, so uh, recently changed positions within the library so that you now have overall responsibility for the collections in the library. So how the heck does a book get to the library? Well, there, there's two two extremes of, uh, of thought out there, and, and uh, both of them are, are false. Uh, <laughs> um, so, some people think that um, all of the books that, that you see on the library shelves are, are donated that was what uh, my father thought. He yeah. never believed that we actually bought the books. Yeah, yeah, we get them for free somehow. And then, and then the other extreme is um, that the library automatically buys every book that comes out. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, we imagine? don't. No, where would we put them? You um, would think our, our fiscal officer would think we do because she's got to sign yeah. the checks for it. So, so, so the, the the truth lies lies in between. We 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 do purchase uh, uh, almost all of the books that we uh, that we have on the shelves. Uh, we select those books on purpose. We, mm -hmm. we have librarians on staff who um, uh, have roles as selectors. They spend a lot of time perusing uh, professional library journals, reading book reviews, um, reading the local newspaper, uh, listening mm -hmm. to uh, patron requests, patron demand, uh, seeing what, what's, on, what's on the shelf at, at the bookstore. Uh, we find books that we think our public will enjoy and we we decide to purchase those we get as many copies as we think we'll need and and um, um, they make it to the shelf uh, because a professional librarian picked that book uh, that does not mean we shy away from anything that's uh, that's controversial or or anything that's uh, that's uh, maybe um, you know less than 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 rigorous quality if it's a if it's a if it's a if it's a Fiction book that uh, maybe didn't get great reviews, but everybody wants to read it. We'll probably James buy it. Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> not going not, not to mention any names, but but uh, everyone has their favorites, and and we don't judge. <laughs> well, <Alan>. you don't. <laughs> yeah, I get judged a lot. Yeah. So, but, okay, but let's say that um, I I I hear about something from a friend, and I just want the library to get it. And I'm not a librarian; I don't work in the library. Can I make a recommendation to the library? Absolutely. You can you can uh, shoot us an email. You, there's there's a there's a form on our on our website that you can you can fill out a request. Um, you can stop in and talk to the folks at the desk, and uh, and and 
and that request will will get to the right people. Um, now, a request doesn't automatically mean we buy anything. We 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 can't. Unfortunately, we do have to be good stewards of uh, of uh, public funds, and we can't afford to buy every single book that 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 someone asks for. But if we hear about a request and we do our investigation and find that it is well reviewed or or well received or or other people are demanding it then odds are good that we will uh get it for our shelves right? one that kills me is out of print when the library can't get it and i really want that book like mm-hmm. the rest of the bless your witch series mm-hmm. which may or may not be out of print we'll have to double check we've that. also been uh occasionally we'll go into like amazon and go into the out of mm-hmm. print market that way but uh that's that's really kind of rare and a little risky because we we're not going to buy a copy that we can't ensure is in good condition if it's right. missing pages you're not going to want that that somebody's copy either. It up with their notes that's yes sort of thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. i also noticed we have a very large collection of materials by local authors. Uh, and I think that just got moved in the library or is, is about to be moved. We're looking for for a new spot uh, to keep it, but uh, right right now it's still up uh, by the new books, but we, we're thinking of moving it back to the local, near the local history collection. So mm-hmm. local authors and local history, uh, uh, kind of kind of a similar uh, uh, themes. So mm-hmm. uh, we're thinking about, we haven't done it yet, but we're thinking about moving that collection. But they are clearly labeled as uh, local author books. And if you are a Delaware County author and you have uh, you have written a book, uh, we we happily accept uh, uh, donated copies of, of your book, and we will we will uh, almost certainly put that on on the shelf. Mm-hmm. How does somebody go about requesting a book? We talked about that earlier, but how would a patron go out there and request that we order a book? There there are a couple ways. Uh, uh, getting on our website and uh, navigating to the um, to the uh, request form is uh, is one way to do it you can send us a direct email um that's that's perfectly fine that'll 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 in most cases come come straight to me or to uh to an individual selector and um and that'll that will uh get the ball rolling most quickly there's another way we find out about things too we get a lot of email from authors who publish their own stuff uh, and this is not local authors generally. This is, you know, I'll get something from a, an author in Seattle or Pensacola mm-hmm. or uh, sometimes even outside of the U.S. where they say, dear blank or so. Sometimes they'll call me by name. Sometimes they'll say <laughs> librarian. Um, and sometimes there are interesting things. And sometimes you can just tell no. eh, there was no editing of this thing because you couldn't <laughs> even edit your email. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so. no, unfortunately, due to the the volume, we don't we don't have the the, the means to uh, to individually respond to everyone who submits a request, but do rest assured that we we will see it and we will give it every consideration. Mm-hmm. So, so talk now a little bit about how we're going about putting together the collection for the new library. We are about what is it nine ten months away from from our projected opening about day. About ten and months. How did yeah. that happen? Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, we we are our our main. Uh, wholesaler uh, book vendor is, is called Baker and Taylor and they have a service that they will um, they will do a lot of the heavy lifting for us and 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 send us thousands of, of recommend recommendation recommendations recommended titles for all of the different types of books that we have adult books children's books um, picture books chapter books uh, fiction nonfiction we'll we'll get um, um, curated lists from our from Baker and Taylor of all of these different uh, collections and we will we our selectors will go through them make sure that they double check them make sure that they are um, uh, things that we want to have in our library and then we'll open the doors with uh, a 
lot of brand new books on the shelf and it'll look mm-hmm. very nice. <laughs> For a few minutes, and then you're going to come in and check them all out, everybody listening. Mm-hmm. So give us a little leeway as we refill those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's what happens when a new library opens. It tends to look like, uh, oh, I don't know, Target at the end of Black Friday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it does happen. But it'll look great for a while there. Oh, I'm so excited. And, Joe, you're going to put all those books up on those shelves, right? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be there. To, uh, should, should be able to knock that out in a few hours. <laughs> So uh, as long as we're talking about all the reading and everything, why don't we talk a little bit about the Winter Reading Club that's coming up? Good idea. Uh, the Winter Reading Club is, uh, um, if you're familiar with our Summer Reading Club, this is a, a somewhat uh, less formal version of, um, of that. Uh, Winter Reading Club begins December 1st. It runs through January 31st. And library patrons and users of all ages are invited to stop in. Uh, pick up You pick up a bookmark, a Winter Reading Club mm-hmm. bookmark. On the back is a space or four spaces where you fill out um, four titles that you read during the during the uh, the uh, the uh, winter reading period, uh, or for library programs or combination thereof that you, that you attend. Once you do that, return the bookmark to any branch, and you'll be in a prize drawing for some uh, wonderful prize baskets that we'll be giving away uh, after January thirty first. There are different age levels: zero to five, six to twelve. We have a teen gift basket and an adult gift basket. So no matter what your um, age, uh, you are uh, invited to come in and fill out a, a, a um, as many um, entry tickets as you like. Uh, if you read eight books, you can do two bookmarks. If you read 12 books, you can do three. Increase your chances <laughs> of winning uh, these uh, lovely gift gift baskets cool i've got my knitting needles ready for it because i listen while i knit to get through the winter time so so before we get too far gone here um holidays coming up lots of travel library's gonna be closed some days what do you do if you if you just need something to read and the library's closed yeah if you're um if you're um not going to be around or you can't get into the library you're just too busy or we, or we are closed for the for for the holidays uh remember we do have our digital collections Ebooks, uh, e-audio books, um, downloadable movies, downloadable music. Uh, go to our website, navigate to the uh, digital collections uh, uh, um, menu. You will find um, traditional ebooks that you read on your screen or or listen to uh, with your earbuds or in your car. You can uh, th- that's uh, that's the uh, Ohio Digital Library collection. Uh, or Overdrive, as you might be familiar with uh, the Overdrive name, uh, or Libby is the app that uh, that displays the overdrive content if you uh are into movies or music or, or also audiobooks uh, remember hoopla that's another mm-hmm. app great place to find holiday music if you're yes. sick of the mm-hmm. ones you already have and you want to listen to a different artist or two no no a great uh, place to go same with films yeah yeah no waiting lists uh for hoopla it's it's uh, mm-hmm. everything is uh is um readily available uh and then also canopy if you're into uh if you're into uh films you mm-hmm. can download uh uh, films to your device so that always can go with you and uh and the library can be as close as your phone so absolutely thanks joe for all that information we just got a couple of things i want to mention that are coming up this week uh, we have the, the afternoon book group on tuesday november 30th at the delaware library they're reading census by jesse bell uh ball excuse me not bell um don't forget that there's two wednesdays left to use your library card to get into the veterans memorial downtown for free that's on uh wednesday december 1st and wednesday december Mm -hmm. 8th that's the national veterans memorial down where vets the auditorium used to be uh free admission with your library card my mom was just there and said it was amazing so yes it's a it's a beautiful place 
Uh, the book club at Ostrander is going to be reading Skipping Christmas by John Grisham. That is on also on Wednesday, December 1st. And then don't forget, at the end of next week, Saturday, December 4th, is the Bargain Media Sale for the Friends of the Library at the Orange Branch Library. Thousands and thousands and thousands of DVDs, CDs, books on uh, various media, all be available at a buck a pop. You can't beat it. You'll find stuff that isn't even out of the wrapper that you can use as a cheap Christmas present. Uh, all sorts of great stuff available there, uh, free of charge. That same day, December 4th, we're participating as the beginning spot for the Dash for Dancer that Main Street Delaware is sponsoring. It's it's a go around and find the various play, uh, scav- It's a scavenger hunt in downtown yes. Delaware. Uh, but you have to start at the library to get your uh, entry card. And mm-hmm. so we, we hope to see you there. That starts at 11 o'clock on Saturday, December 4th. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that on next week's show. In the meantime, thank you very much, Joe, for being here. You're very welcome. It's a great to have you on the show. Molly, it's always a pleasure to have you here. See you again on the 10th. Outlander uh, fans, I'll be here. God, I think I've got a headache that day. <laughs> <laughs> Gage, is always a pleasure working with you, and I hope we will see you in the stacks.